Let's welcome Phoebe. Thank you. It's really an honor to be here. Um, I've been since the uh, beginning of September doing 90 meetings in 90 days, and I'll probably get to that in my share. And I've been enjoying visiting meetings all around the country. So um, Nancy N. <laughs> I've been the person calling into a meeting. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to stay because of time, and I appreciate you're here, and I appreciate everybody being here, and thank you for asking me, other Nancy, <laughs> <laughs> to speak today, and uh, Susie for secretarying. Um, so let's see. I guess one thing I just need to get out of the way right away um, is that... I get nervous when I share because there's still part of me that thinks that I need to say the just right thing. And that's a part of um, a coping mechanism and a character defense that I uh, developed in my childhood. And um, while I've, while I've been in this program and I will qualify here in just a second, um, I have recognized that that character defense also has served me. When I speak, it just brings up all this nervousness. And um, so right, just right here, right now, and one of the things I really need to do is, because um, I can feel it coming up, is just take a minute to um, remember that I have a higher power and um, that higher power uh, can and will restore me to sanity when I put my will and the care of, and my life into the care of my higher power's hands. So, and that, and I trust that each of you have a higher power who is also doing the same for you. So take what you like and leave the rest. Um, I first came to uh, Overeaters Anonymous in 1993. And the day that I walked into um, Overeaters Anonymous, I had started to think about coming into the program, but I hadn't yet decided whether or not I was going to. I did have a list of the meetings available, but I had recently gotten married and I was at my top weight and I was, you know, devastated by the fact that I hadn't been able to lose weight before my wedding. Um, and I was just continuing, like from the day of the wedding, I was just putting on pounds. Um, and that particular day, I had looked at the list of meetings again, and I knew that there was one that afternoon. And as I was, had done for several afternoons for several days before that, I, um, I had told myself I would see if I wanted to go when the time got closer. I wasn't working at the time, so I was basically filling my afternoons with TV. And um, what I remember about that afternoon is that I was watching TV and I was hearing the food in the kitchen and I was swearing to myself I wasn't going to go eat anything. And I finally, I actually remember putting my hands under my legs, <laughs> like sitting, literally sitting on my hands. And the next thing that I remember that I kind of came to with was an empty pot of macaroni and cheese in front of me. And so um, I made it to the meeting that evening. And um, I, for seven years, had a sponsor and I worked the steps. 
and I didn't have a lot of physical recovery during that time. Um, I chose my sponsor for her spiritual life and, um, not, I didn't have a whole picture of what I wanted out of this program at that time. I knew that I was really lonely and I knew that somebody just married probably shouldn't be really lonely. Um, so what I was drawn to was the strength of her spiritual program, but she didn't have a lot of physical recovery and I didn't get a lot of physical recovery. I did, however, have a very profound spiritual experience, which led to a lot of really powerful changes, not the least of which was leaving that first marriage. Um, and to slowly walking my way out of the door of OA because I was starting to lose weight, not from the program. I was starting to just, or that's, that was my interpretation. In any case, I justified walking out the door and in 2000, I left the, or about then, I left the program. And what brought me back in 2008, where, and I've stayed since then, is that I had remarried and I was raising two young daughters and they, um, and I was getting mad at them because they wouldn't sleep during the time that I wanted to eat. And, um, you know, I was yelling at them for not napping because I just really needed that time to be alone with the food. Um, and I knew that I, and I was gaining weight too. So it was the whole package. And I knew that when I came back to the program, I was after the whole package. Not to say that I didn't do my best to see if I could work the program all by myself for a while before I made it back to the program the second time too. But if there is one thing that I have learned definitively, it's that I, I can't, I can't be in the room alone with this disease. Um, so, um, I was not at a weight above that, that I'd been at my first wedding and at my first time in program. But I was, I know I was over 250 pounds at the time I came back to OA in 2008, hadn't been on a scale for a while. Um, I got a sponsor who um, also had a problem with the scale and with the dieting and at her suggestion, that's not how I determined my um, physical abstinence and my physical recovery, but I know that I have since, since I know how much I weighed when I first came into program, and I know it was like closer to like 275 pounds, and I know how much I weigh now, I know that, and I know what dress size I was in when I came into the program and what dress size I'm in now, I know that I'm with, I know that I've been maintaining about a 65 pound weight loss for uh, 65 no, it's for, for uh, 12 years. So that's to qualify. Um, living in the solution and specifically step 10 have been really, uh, have been good things for me to think about what, what strength, hope, and experience I have to share on that. Because step 10 has been um, really so much more than it sounds 
than it sounded like to me the first time that I heard it. Um, I, you know, like there, there are several steps that I think that we walk that I think are kind of abstract a little bit. It's hard to know exactly what it is you're supposed to do when you come to a certain step. And step 10 is, is fairly direct, continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. But because the other time it refers to inventory is the fourth step, I think there are there are a lot of questions about, am I supposed to, you know, like, what, what do you mean by inventory? And our literature and um, the meetings I go to also read the AA literature are all really good at discussing that inventory is everything. It's spot checks. It's thorough inventories back to step four type things to just really plumb the kinds of accruing um, crud <laughs> that comes up with life. Um, and then it's a, a daily or a nightly thing where I have to get a little more honest than I would on my own. Um, left to my own devices, one of the things I've learned is that I would not tell myself the truth very often. Like that's, I really am not a fan of knowing what I feel, especially if I think I shouldn't feel it. I'm not a fan of um, admitting the ways that I act out immaturely and dishonestly and um, selfishly. I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) Even after all this time, it's just not my... I would not do it if I felt like I could get away with not doing it, but I have learned I cannot get away with being dishonest with myself. And so while, um, so while I, I can in no way claim to have fully arrived because with each year in program, I discover new ways that I have to get honest with myself. I have to say that the level of honesty that I hold myself to now is so profoundly different than when I walked into the rooms. (laughs) One of the things that um, I know about myself is that I can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. So it's good to know (laughs) how much time I have left. Thank you for that. Um, So my, the way that I work step 10 nightly, has changed a lot over the years. It's been everything from a uh, you know a checklist of what am I grateful for, what uh, what can I celebrate, um, what things do I hold myself in esteem for, um, and how where do I need to get honest? I've I've had a a checklist like that. I've had a checklist for you know, and all of these have lasted for some period of time until they stop really nudging me out of my ability to hide from myself. Um, One of the other ones I did for a while that was a good change of pace from the um, the kind of balanced note card, you know, like literally it was a, there was a, a few years ago, every night I would draw a line down the page and draw a line across and things I wanted to change and things I thought had gone well. That's a really simple one. Um, but I started being able to hide a lot of stuff (laughs) from myself doing it that way. So then I had a 
form that was, um, what don't I want to be true? And what do I wish was true? And that proved to be a really helpful one for a while until again, I found ways to just uh, get a little rote with that and hide from myself. And when I say hide from myself, honestly, the main things I hide from myself are feelings that I just think I shouldn't have. I don't, it can be, I don't think I should have it after 12 years in program. It can be, I, I don't think I should have it as a mother. I don't think I should have it as a loving wife. I don't think I should have it as a good person. I don't think I should have it as someone who has a um, higher power. I do a lot of judging of my feelings and um, my thoughts. And when I do that, when there's some part of myself that I have decided I can't be, um, it turns out that doesn't make me not like that. <laughs> it doesn't alleviate that fact about myself. It just sends me into hiding. And when I'm in hiding, the pain of that will, will eventually take me to the food, just for sure. So um, I have to be honest if I want to keep my recovery. That's, it's just that simple for me. The one I'm doing right now, the, the mode of um, inventorying I'm doing right now is actually a fears list every night because that's really where I've been living. Um, and um, so, the, you know, I, I tackle just what they are, like what's in there. And it's the ones that, you know, maybe we all have. And then it's the ones that are very particular to my life. Um, and it's the ones that I, again, I'm ashamed of. Um, and then I just go through one by one and ask myself what's true here and what's not true. And that has given me a lot of peace actually during this time, especially during COVID. And, um, I'm really grateful for a sponsor who, who works with me on this, who, who lets me, um, change in program and who recognizes that what's working for me can differ from year to year and who has her own um, experience to be able to offer different ways to do this. Um, I'm very blessed by that in my life right now. And the final thing I wanna say is, that I wanna talk about is um, that the other thing that I'm trying to do a better job of inventorying uh, on a regular basis is, um, oh, you know, I just realized that I didn't address it all, like, um, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. But um, <laughs> no, there are, there, that, that is a big part of it, but a lot of my life experience, and I hear this in, the, in these rooms, OA's rooms especially, um, a lot of the person who I harm the most is myself. Um, that, you know, when I'm talking about that dishonesty with myself about what I feel, that's very, um, it, get, it becomes self-harming. And so a lot of the ways that I need to, when I promptly admit it, admit it, I just need to tell somebody else. I basically need to fifth step more than I need to ninth step out of my 10th step, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and doing that, that fifth stepping is really what is saving my life in this program 
being honest, not just with myself, because I'm not good at being honest with myself. Being honest with another person makes it possible for me to be honest with God. Um, and so that has been, that's been a big part of my 10th step work. It's funny that I left it out. And it's very related to the final thing I wanted to say, which is that I'm trying to do, I'm trying to pay more attention to how I behave as a member of us, both a member of us in this program, like how I behave as a fellow in this program, how I, how I behave as part of the us of my family, how I behave as part of the us of my marriage, how I behave as part of the us of my community and my nation. Um, and um, that's been really fruitful and helpful during these times to just hold it all in perspective. So that's, I could talk a lot longer, but I'm really glad the timer has ended. So I'll get to hear some from you. Thank you again for having me.